If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Enjoy your black tech green money? It will mean a lot if you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. The way the algorithm works, the more you rate and say nice things, they'll introduce black tech green money to more people. And more of us need this content. So thank you for rating this podcast five stars today. Afrotech 2017, San Francisco, California. Brandon Nicholson, who's the founder of the Hidden Genius Project, is in an Afrotech lounge with Lovey Ajayi Jones and Beverly Jackson and talking about taking risks. He shares some wisdom from an OG he learned along the way of his journey. One of the best guidances I got along the way was that it's so important for us as black people, especially when you think about what it took for us to get into this room. And it took a lot of hard work and doing all the right things and playing by the rules and taking our vitamins and eating our vegetables and all that stuff. But that scaffolding that we have to break down. And he was saying, you know, it's so hard as a black man in America, you want to get in line, stay in line, stand in line, stay on track. He was like, but the problem is, and if you'll excuse my French, that's what he said. He said, but ain't no line in the history of lines ever been made for a black man to be in the front of that motherfucker. So you don't have to step out of line, right, sometimes. And, and I mean, there are lines, but positive lines, right? So, so that really stuck with me, which was, you know, at some point we got to stay on track, do what we got to do, then we got to break out. And, and because it's not as though we're being tracked or on a path to really elevate our, our greatness, we have to take a risk. I'm Will Lucas, and this is Black Tech Green Money. I'm going to introduce you to some of the biggest names, some of the brightest minds, and brilliant ideas. If you're black in building or simply using tech to secure your bag, this podcast is for you. Burai Ramamurti is Deputy Director of President Biden's National Economic Council. 
He previously served as a member of the Congressional Oversight Commission for the CARES Act and as Managing Director of the Corporate Power Program at the Roosevelt Institute. I asked Barat about the need to reimagine the future of our world. In almost any case, any coffee shop, any grocery store you go in, or even just walking down the street, you hear people say things like, I can't wait till things get back to normal. But do we want that old thing back? How is the Biden administration reimagining what the future could be versus going back to what was pre-COVID? What core opportunities does this new playing field create for black entrepreneurs, technologists, and creatives that may not have been here pre-pandemic. I think what you're getting at is pretty fundamental to what the president's Build Back Better agenda is getting at. Right? The reason he used that phrase, Build Back Better, is his view that we needed to do something right away to address the pandemic uh, and the public health aspects of it and the economic aspects of it. But it wasn't good enough to just get back to the way things were before the pandemic. There are some deep structural problems with the economy uh, that need to be addressed. And that's the heart of what the president is trying to accomplish with this American jobs plan. Uh, you know, one area which I think uh, is particularly problematic is the disparities between the opportunities available to uh, white entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs of color. You just look at the data, a lot of small businesses start based on uh, family wealth, right? That your friends and family kick in a little bit of money to give you that startup capital that you need to, to start a business. And then you look at the data, and the, the massive disparity in, in family wealth between the typical black family, the typical white family. And, and you get to this point where 13% of the population in the United States is black, but only 2% of small business owners are black. And I think a lot of it comes back to that fundamental problem. So what the president is trying to do uh, is try and correct some of those disparities that exist to make sure that any small business person with a good idea actually has access to capital and access to the other opportunities they need in order to to start and grow that business. So just give you one example. On the very first day that the president was in office, he signed an executive order that uh, directed the government to look at all of the barriers that exist to uh, business owners of color getting access to uh, federal contracting opportunities. You know, there are tens, hundreds of billions of dollars that go out of the federal government each year to businesses across the country. And those represent real chances for uh, entrepreneurs of color uh, to start and grow a business, but it only works if, if black business owners have the same opportunities as everybody else. And so the president and the rest of the government is hard at work trying to implement that executive order. Uh, the jobs plan that the president put out recently uh, also includes, uh, for example, billions of dollars going to partnerships with HBCUs uh, so that um, uh, black uh, students in areas, STEM fields, for example, have access to more resources so that that great idea that they have can actually turn into a business uh, after they graduate. And the plan also includes money for um, uh, incubators that would be uh, set up all across the country where a business owner with an idea could go in, get help writing a business plan, getting access to capital, uh, networking with other businesses in the area, and getting all that support that may exist in some parts of the country, but really should be available uh, all across the country. Yeah. I mean, you talked about some of those core infrastructural things that weren't, you know, together before the pandemic. So let's talk about that at the same time, you know, black infrastructure companies, construction companies and et cetera, are still few and far between. We don't have a, a lot of them in our community. We have some, but not a lot. Not. Let's talk about the investments this administration is planning to make and how black people can best position ourselves to contribute and win some of these contracts. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, obviously the heart of this investment plan is uh, significant money going out the door to address longstanding infrastructure needs, whether it's 
fixing roads and bridges, uh, building and preserving more than a, a million affordable housing uh, units across the country, uh, deploying broadband to the millions of people who don't have, have access to broadband internet right now. All of that is uh, good, high quality, high paying jobs. And we want to make sure that uh, Black business owners have an opportunity to get access to those projects as well. So as I mentioned earlier, there's the president's executive order uh, to make sure that barriers that exist right now to uh, Black-owned companies getting access to contracting opportunities uh, are addressed. There are further investments uh, to make sure that uh, business owners of color um, are getting uh, access to some of the money set aside for manufacturing, for example. Um, there is uh, uh, a, a, a real uh, longstanding history of Black entrepreneurs and Black workers working in the manufacturing sector. And one of the things that the president has focused on is that a lot of manufacturing jobs over the last few decades have, have left American communities and gone overseas. Um, and so trying to revive manufacturing in America, a lot of that comes back to uh, making sure that Black-owned manufacturing companies uh, get, get funding, uh, can get off the ground, get access to uh, direct contracting and subcontracting uh, opportunities. And so um, a lot of that's going to come down to the federal government sets procurement goals every year for a percentage of, of, of uh, contracting dollars that go to specific types of companies. We are in the process of looking through those goals for this year. Um, and the president is committed and campaigned on making changes and improvements to that. So a greater percentage of the money goes out the door uh, to black, uh, black owned businesses. So, so to that point, is, is the federal government, the administration working with states to do this or is this, you know, be direct federal contracts so we know where to go to get in line for this? Yeah, uh, this is so what I just described about the procurement goals. Those are going to be for federal contracts only. But there's a lot that we can do to work with state level and local uh, local governments to push them in a better direction as well. So, for example, as part of the previous bill, the American Rescue Plan, uh, the president created a $10 billion small business opportunity fund. And the way that works is that the federal government provides that money, but it's distributed through state and local governments. And it's supposed to leverage private dollars to provide investments in uh, small companies across the country. Um, and if you look back, uh, this is a reincarnation of an earlier version of this program that was set up uh, post-financial crisis in 2008, 2009. Uh, that program was remarkably good at working with state and local governments to provide that working capital to business owners of color in particular. That was a real point of emphasis. And I think in reviving that program now, we're trying to achieve that same goal. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. 
then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. So when we think about things, uh, you talk about infrastructure, these, you know, rail service, public transit, roads and bridges. Uh, we don't always consider um, the engineering or technical aspects of these things. We just see people when we drive down the street working on the road. Right. And so where is the space for innovation here that technologists, black technologists, black entrepreneurs should be considering solutions for? Yeah, I think a core part of this plan is to uh, promote American innovation and ingenuity. And there uh we are one of the few countries in the world where our investments in basic research and development at the federal level are actually have declined over the last 25 years. Meanwhile, other countries are increasing those investments, and it's threatening to put us behind in developing the kinds of technologies that we need for the next 30, 50, 100 years. And so a core part of the president's plan is a $180 billion commitment to federal research and development investment. Again, a lot of that is going to involve partnering with, for example, uh, HBCUs to develop um, research opportunities at located at HBCUs. So a business owner located in a community nearby an HBCU can go in, uh, work with uh, work, work with the HBCU, uh, leverage some of those federal dollars, and and benefit from the innovation that's taking place at the university to build out a company. You know, you see the reason that Silicon Valley, for example. Uh, is is a hub of innovation is because there are Stanford and other great schools locally that get a lot of research dollars. And a lot of those research dollars end up benefiting the broader community because it it creates new businesses. We want to make sure that that's not just a West Coast uh, Silicon Valley thing, that those types of opportunities are available across the country, including at uh, HBCUs. So is is there really a space, though, for entrepreneurship in these areas? Because when I think about all so many initiatives from an entrepreneur perspective require 
a lot of upfront capital, a lot of investment capital. And, you know, it's not like we're hacking together, you know, an app in the garage and then throwing it on the app store. Um, but with so many black startups receiving so little capital to start companies, how does this administration ensure that black entrepreneurs who want to get in from an entrepreneurial perspective can get in? I mean, you're right. Look, it's a it's an ecosystem, right? You need to make sure that people have access to to funding, to capital right at the beginning so they can get their business off the ground. You want to make sure that they have resources and support so that they can uh, their businesses can survive. You know, one of the data points that I've seen is that, uh, unfortunately, uh, the failure rate for black owned businesses is much higher than for other businesses. And it's not because the ideas are, are any worse. It's because, you know, that second round of capital, that additional support from friends and family, uh, the access to um, uh, you know, traditional banking relationships, all of that, um, those are the key uh, drivers there. And so what we're trying to do is address each stage of the problem. We want to make sure that there are uh, there is capital available for entrepreneurs to get started. We want to make sure through these incubators, through the partnerships with HBCUs, for example, that there are these opportunities to build out a business plan, a network with uh, both access, you know, uh, 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 sources of capital, but also you know other small businesses that may provide a useful synergy uh, to build and to grow. Um, it, it, it's going to take a little bit of time, but yes, I think the short answer to your question is yes. Uh, it's something that we're we're really focused on because look, it's not just good for the black community. It's not just good for black entrepreneurs. We as a country are leaving a lot of opportunities and a lot of growth and a lot of innovation on uh, on the table if we are not providing uh, opportunities for folks to develop that really good idea, to grow it out. And if we're gonna be putting out hundreds of billions of dollars in uh, to manufacturing, to affordable home construction, to broadband, to semiconductors, to building out the US supply chain for all of these high technology uh, products, um, we have to make sure that black entrepreneurs and the black community, not just are, are involved, but are leading that effort I think that's central to the president and the vice president's goals here. So we seem to have a president who's excited about great big projects, you know, reimagining our economy and reimagining our country in, in the way that we do things. And how excited should we be about innovation and the ability to create the future with a Biden and Harris administration over the next couple of years? Uh, really excited, I hope. I mean, I, I'm excited. I, I think that uh, here's a couple of examples, right? The president, when he 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 put forward this new plan. He talked about a couple of things. He talked about uh, the space race, right? The, the fact that the president stood and said, you know, we're going to put a man on the moon. And at the time, we didn't really have the, the faintest idea how, what it was going to take to put a, put a man on the moon. But it led to this incredible uh, investment in research and development. And all these products that we use today, GPS, for example, came out of that commitment to, to research and development. You know, before that, uh, before the national highway system, it would take more than two weeks to get across this, the country in a car. But President Eisenhower said, we're going to connect one coast to the other and every place in between with these highways. And to this day, 25% of the miles that Americans drive each year are on those highways that were built 60 years ago. So, you know, uh, by making these kinds of commitments, we are making a commitment to uh, uh, American ingenuity, American innovation. And we can't sit here and say 20 years from now, we're going to know exactly all of the great products and innovations and improvements to our lives that that emerged from this kind of investment. But I but I think we should be excited and confident that 
uh, we are going to see those kinds of investments because that's always traditionally what has happened uh, when, when the federal government makes a big investment in the American people. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. It's produced by Morgan DeBon and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Raven Nearboy. Special thank you to Micah Davis and Sakara Savanyan, you know, like the wine? Yes, that's his real name. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Go get your money. Peace and love. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.